Hello, I'm Kelly Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. All this week, we are learning about the power of our covenant with God. We want to stay mindful of our covenant, not strangers to the blessing. So let's join in for today's message as my dad, Kenneth Copeland, shares how being covenant-minded places you in the safety of a powerful relationship. Look in the second chapter of the book of Hebrews. Verse 9, we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. Satan is a fallen angel. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Taste represents the five physical senses. Now, we have come from the first covenant that carried a curse of death all the way over to the second covenant. Think about this. In the first covenant, you couldn't get born again. You were saved, but not born again. That didn't happen until Jesus was glorified. And the first covenant saints moved over into the second covenant. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preserved in paradise. Yes. But not in heaven. Right. Now. You and I are new creatures. You nor can any born again human being taste it when you die. You can't smell it when you die. You can't feel it when you die. You can't see it when you die. And you can't hear it when you die. You won't know it. Glory. Hallelujah. Except. I feel good. <laughs> One of my very closest friends. In fact, he was my flight instructor uh, when I got my type rating in the Learjet back in, in many years. The second type rating that I, I received. And uh, uh, Captain Dale Black and he, um, when he was a, he was just a young man. He was 
He had all of his ratings and he was coming up the line, new God, born again, young man. And, uh, but I mean, you know, he's just kind of a hot rod, had him a little MG sports car and he gunning around here in Southern California. And, you know, he was, boy, he was living his dream. He, he is, he is working for a, a company that uh, flew back in these, in those days before there was electronic banking. Uh, banks would charter light airplanes that would fly, cancel checks back to and fro and do um, paper banking before it became electronic. And I've known several guys that, that broke in and build time and they, they, they flew checks and it's always in the middle of the night and all that kind of thing. And, uh, I won't go into all the story, but there was real confusion that day. Dale was in the right seat. And his instructor and very, very close friend was in this little makeshift jump seat between the two seats. And some guy that the man that owned the company uh, wanted this guy to fly the trip. And he was kind of a belligerent sort of a fellow. And they were, they were already out on the end of the, in the run-up area and did all the pre-flight checks and had run, run the engines up. And his close friend and instructor, which was right, right there in that center seat, he said, Dale, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the right seat. So Dale got out of the right seat and got in that makeshift seat there in between the two of them. And this guy was just, just really erratic in the airplane for some reason or other. And it seemed like maybe he hadn't flown in a long time or something, whatever it was, because it turned out to be nothing wrong with the airplane. They took off. Just, I mean... Moments after the takeoff, and this guy, for some reason or other, I don't know, he just froze at the controls or something. He messed around with this thing with the with with the engines putting out full power. I mean, they proved it, and he just dove the thing in into a cemetery and hit the top of this memorial mausoleum of all things a tribute to fallen aviators <laughs> completely destroyed that airplane I mean there it completely destroyed it and killed all three of them and Dale immediately came out of his body and he didn't know he was dead. <laughs> hmm. 
And he said those checks were just floating down every place. Those paper just all just thousands, thousands of those those canceled checks. So he reached up to get one of them and he couldn't hold it. It just, just went through him. Can you see my point? Yes, sir. He didn't know he's dead. Yes, sir. Amen. Until he saw himself laying there in that wreck. Piled up in there, all broken up. Man, I wish I had time tonight to go into all, all that whole, whole story. In fact, I talked to him on the telephone just a couple of weeks ago. And man, I'm telling you, we just, we just had a, he came out with a new book on, on this thing and I got hold of it and read it and it fired me up again. And so I called him and we, we just had a great reunion again. And, um, he, it's amazing all that he went through while they were trying to put his body back together. He'd go back in his body and then he'd die again. And he'd float around that room there where everybody was. And, uh, they, they had his body in a, in a ambulance, you know, rushing him. They're, in fact, all three of them rushing him to the hospital or morgue or whatever they had to do. And he said sometimes he's in the ambulance and all of a sudden he'd go back in there. Well, see, they'd get a spark of life out of him. He'd go back in his body and then he'd be outside that ambulance following it. <laughs> and he talks about the experience he had in heaven and the wonderful time that he had there. Oh, people. That's our covenant. Yes. Amen. Yes. My boss, when I was co-pilot on uh, Oral Roberts airplane, Bob DeWeese. And uh, Bob had a massive heart attack on a handball court. And he was telling me this was, this was a few years after I left ORU. And, and he and Charlotte would, were... Telling Gloria and me about it. And he said, Kenneth, I have absolutely no remembrance of that heart attack. He said, I, I just remember I was playing handball. And he said, just suddenly I wasn't there anymore. And he said, I was in this gorgeous, most beautiful place I'd ever seen in my life. He said, it was just a small little road but he said I noticed on each side of the road as close as I could tell the fence on each side of this little road was hand tooled mahogany he said it was fabulous and he said it took me a little bit to realize where I was and he said Man, he said, all of a sudden, I saw the lights of the city and I recognized where I was. And he said, Kenneth, I never felt such power in my legs. Did you remember the uh, God said right then in Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter, I will walk in them. The spirit of God is not a blob. He's not just right here. Right here is where you contact him. 
This is this 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 is this is the core right here. This is where your spiritual voice is. This is where the voice of your spirit and his spirit is. But he has legs and arms and eyes. Amen. No wonder he said, lay hands on the sick. Glory to God. If you know the spirit of God, your hands. That anointing and those special anointings to lay hands on the sick. Every believer has it. They shall lay hands. This is covenant talk. Jesus is covenanting the church to against sickness and disease. And he said, in my name, you, the believer, will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's right. It's God almighty covenanting with the church. Against the devil, against sickness, against disease, against death, glory to God, and against sin and darkness, hallelujah. And we're his covenant arms. We're his hands. And his eyes and his feet. We're anointing carriers. We're infected. <laughs> That's the reason the devil is so terribly frightened that we're going to find out who we are and find out about this covenant and find out what it means to speak supernaturally in other tongues with a supernatural language he just has no way of breaking into. Hallelujah. And you come to that place. Oh, but Brother Copeland, I don't know what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. I might die. Let me help you with that. You're going to die. Your body's going to quit one of these days. You should have known that by the time you were four. And probably did. But oh, there's a plan and a covenant. You and I that know Jesus Christ of Nazareth as our covenant blood brother, have we've done all the dying we're ever going to do. All the dying you'll ever do. And this time on this earth, even those of us that live to be 120, Oh, come on. This is the shortest time of the whole thing. It's little to nothing compared to eternity. Compared to the covenant that we have, which is the everlasting covenant. And the blood of the everlasting covenant was shed in your and my behalf. For it became him. For whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one. 
This is all covenant talk. This whole book of Hebrews is about the priesthood of the covenant. Jesus, after the order of Melchizedek, who in honor of that covenant, after the slaughter of the kings, who was actually Shem, came with the bread and the wine and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Yes, Hallelujah. He's in covenant with God, who is the possessor of heaven. What do you have with him? The covenant elements. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And he invoked the blessing of God. Now, it wasn't the blessing of Abraham yet. It was the blessing of Adam. And then the blessing of Noah. Of whom Shem is son. Exactly the same blessing that God pronounced on Adam. That's where this blessing of Abraham came from. It's the same blessing, darling, going all the way through the book. Both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all one. For which cause. Are you listening? For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Not disciples. Brethren. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children which God hath given me for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself took part of, likewise took part of the same. Jesus, the man, became flesh. He had to die. He had to have blood. No covenant without blood. No such thing as covenant without blood. That through death he might destroy. One translation said paralyze. Another one said bring to nothing. Zero. Naught. Him that had the power of death, that is the devil. He had it, he lost it. Now here it is. And deliver them who 
through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. All Satan has left is the threat. But if he, if he can get it to work, then your covenant is not producing for you. Now, it will if death comes. But by being afraid of it, and if you're, if you're a stranger to the covenants of promise, then you've been raised to be afraid of it. You don't have any reason not to be afraid of it. Amen. Amen. And you're subject to bondage. Because a person who does not put God's word first place and final authority. And follows only what they feel and what they see and what they hear and what they smell and what they taste. Then Satan has access to your innermost counsel. And you have no knowledge of the victory and the authority that you have over him. Hallelujah. Relegating everything to heaven. Well, when I get 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 to heaven. You could be living in days of heaven on earth. I didn't say you're not going to get tried. I didn't say then you're not going to get the opportunity because <laughs> you are. Yes, sir. That's the devil's job and he does it. Yes, That's what he does. Yes, and you don't have to put up with it. Yes, and the more covenant minded you become, the more dangerous you become yes, because you get God inside minded. You get God in me now, minded where that's the way you think all along. And it's the same God, Elohim himself. The spirit of Elohim moving on the face. Of the deep. And Elohim said. Like. Pee. And light. Was. And at the end of 24 hours. Sixteen billion miles of universe. Praise. 
16 billion, something like 90 million 700 miles of universe. Just because he said so. <laughs> And you're in serious covenant with him. Everything he has is yours. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.